welcome to our brand new pandemic podcast called Novel Idea. I'm Liz. I'm Athalia. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, we're like new at this, so we like wrote down what we were supposed to say and... Um, Bear with us, please. Bear with us, yes. So this podcast is basically going to be a two-woman book club. Yeah. Where we break down a different book each month, and it's all different genres, types. You know, we're going to be bouncing around. It's a way, one, for us to explore different books that we've never dived into before, but it's also a way for us to hang out and just connect with other people who have similar interests. Yeah, and also give two different sides of uh, feedback. Because, I mean, we have a lot of different tastes and a lot of different points of views, a lot of experiences. So other things might resonate with, you know, one of us than the other. And, you know, it'd be really cool to explore that. We have very differing personalities when it comes to books. But we will touch on that later. Yeah. We're going to dive into yeah, that. Yeah, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just a little background on us. We currently live in Southern California. We come from North Carolina. Ooh. I was not born there, but I thought I was. I was, and it sucked. <laughs> but I lived there for long enough to call myself a North Carolinian. Unfortunately for Unfortunately. you. Unfortunately. Yeah. Not, not a great place to grow yeah. up. Yeah. In the place we were, I'm sure there's very nice areas. I don't know. It's not like I lived everywhere in North Carolina. It's the type of place where things close at nine. You can't drink on Sundays, pretty much, because all the like alcohol stores are closed. And there's only the ABC store. You can't buy liquor in Walmart, guys. Yeah, and also on Sundays, like you can't buy alcohol at the store until afternoon. Like, are you serious? And honest, honest, Bob. Okay. When I came to California, we moved out here after we graduated college. When I came to California and walked into a Walmart and a CVS and realized you could just buy a bottle of vodka, mind was blown. It's like, you know what? Let me get some dentine and a fifth of vodka. Like, are you telling me I don't have to go to a sketchy place with creepy people milling about in the front of a store Do you know just how to buy liquor? Overwhelming it is to see all of the liquor out at once and like the people who work there know that you don't know what the fuck you want. Just, I felt very judged and I felt like they just watch you like a hawk, which I get, like they don't want people stealing the liquor, but sure. it was kind of, yeah, it's a little overwhelming, but if I go to Walmart and I have to buy my groceries, buy some cocktails. Yeah, Ain't so no big if you don't like buying alcohol at Walmart, move to North Carolina. <laughs> and I mean, hey, it's a great place if, you know, you don't drink. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Conservative AF, guys. I don't know. I did, uh, the last time I went home, I saw a billboard advertising CBD oil. That's crazy. And it was like, You're Whoa. lying. Yes, we know CBD cannot get you high, but North Carolina is very strict on any form of that. Yeah. It's like, oh, it came from weed? No way. No, no way. way. Not in my house. Can't get that marijuana plant here. Yeah. But anyway, we're from North Carolina. Yes. We now live in California, do assorted things. Um, this one is currently in school. Ooh, ooh. I'm thinking about becoming a respiratory therapist or nurse. Nice. We'll see what program accepts me first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about options, especially the first one. I'm currently working, looking into going back to school. So, you know, figuring it out along the way. But um, while we're in this horrible quarantine pandemic, we also decided we wanted to do something a little bit fun. 
and uh, this podcast happened because I had a microphone and I said, hey, let's do a podcast. Yeah, and so then I ordered another microphone and now we have two microphones and we're doing a podcast. And we're doing a podcast. Doing a In podcast. case you did not catch that, we are doing a podcast. Yeah, we're doing it like right now. Right now we are recording... I have never edited anything in my life, God so this will help be a journey. <laughs> so Liz, why don't you tell me what your favorite books are and what your least favorite books are? Alright, well, I thought we should uh, start with the obvious because we will not be reviewing this book series, but obviously the book series, I don't know why I said obviously, you guys don't know. Yeah. How come you don't know what she has in her mind, guys? <laughs> The book series that actually brought me and Athia together was Harry Potter. Boop, 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 boop. I mean, we're over here, you know, trans rights, everybody. So JK can just get off Listen, with her. before all of that. Let's just we touch were... on this first yeah. so that nobody is like, Back hey. before Dumbledore was gay and uh, we were both little fifth graders. Back yeah. before we realized that Cho Chang was a racist name. Totally. Totally. <laughs> that is like, Yikes. no way. Like, once you're educated, because we were in fifth grade when we met sure. and read Harry Potter together, we didn't know. Then you learn. So once you learn things, you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. But anyway. Jacked up. But, you know. Just quickly touching on that. Yeah, as kids, okay. we love the books and it brought us together. Right. So Harry Potter nerds. Um... But after that, my favorite books, my top one would be Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. I love how over the top and ridiculous it is. I wish people talked like that in real life because I would nonstop giggle all day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> why, why, like. I just love a good, proper shade moment. And Jane did that so, well, actually it wasn't Jane. It was Mrs. Fairfax, who's like the, she runs the house, basically, of this wealthy man named Mr. Rochester. She's the house lady, you know, keeps it clean, keeps it orderly, orders around the service. We all need one, pretty much. Yeah, I would love one. Um, so Mr. Rochester, you know, gets to the point of the book where he proposes to Jane, and him and Jane are getting a little too cuddly, but they're not married yet. And Mrs. Fairfax calls Jane over, and she's like, um, he has not put a ring on it. You need to keep yourself in check. Yeah, don't be a little don't husty. Because she's like 19, he's like 36. So she's like, do not let this older gentleman get you into bed before he has given you promise of safe and security. Yeah, right? Like, um, slow your roll. And she did. And she listened to that. She heeded it. And uh, yeah, he went back to insulting her. And she was like, ah, oh, yes, love. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I just utterly ridiculous, and it definitely fits with the time it was written in, but dear lord, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, what's, your, what's yours? Tell us about your favorite book, ma'am. I had to think about that. I thought I was going to say Catcher in the Rye, but I actually... Because is a sociopath, I just so you guys know. I love that book, and I want to <laughs> name my firstborn son Holden so bad, but I just remembered a man called Uwe... It's... I didn't read it because I knew it was going to be gut-wrenching. Listen, Tell that us about it. book is so emotionally charged and just so beautiful. I didn't think that I would enjoy something like that. I generally don't like books about, like, centered around a male. Besides Harry Potter because he was a child and we were all prepubescent. But it's about this guy who's trying to cope with the loss of his wife. And then the beginning of the book, he's kind of like 
All right, so I'm going to, you know, plan my suicide because I want to spend the rest of my life with my wife. So I'm going to go ahead and keep doing it. You know, I'm going to... Starts off on a real low note. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to cancel my phone, going to cancel, like, my mail, and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to lay out plastic to, like, you know, catch the blood and stuff. But then, like, every time he tries to do it, he gets more interruptions from the neighbors and stuff. And then it just ends up getting to, like, he's having, like, close relationships with his neighbors and... And it goes back, like, flashbacks from when he's, like, meeting his wife. Oh, my god! It's so beautiful. The one thing that really struck me was that he wasn't in school, and he worked for the train company, um, and he would ride the train home, and he saw this woman there, and they started dating. He would, like, walk, I think it was, like, three hours to be on the train when she was done with school oh every day. Gosh. And I'm like... Some people can't even text me back. And this guy's, like, there three hours out of the way to spend, what, 40 minutes with this chick who's, oh like, out of his way. Beautiful. It's, like, oh, it's such a good book. Like, true love. Yeah, no, where it's, like, everything you thought love was, it's not. And so losing her was literally, like, losing a huge part of himself. Yeah, he's, like, this is, like, the best person I can imagine. And there's no reason for me to live if I'm without her. So it was just a beautiful book. And he learns to enjoy life without that um it's it's a really beautiful book you know a year from now when we've burned through quite a few other books you know and i'm ready to cry we might revisit that book cause... listen i bought it and i still haven't read it again i remember oh, i was listening to the audiobook charged. in like the last chapter just tears streaming down oh my, my face. god i got my husband to read it and he had to like wear sunglasses after because he was like sobbing too <laughs> it's a good book yeah that's just yeah Okay. I'm trying to think of the last time a book has done that to me. What have I even read recently? See, this is why we're doing the podcast, because I legitimately can't think of what I've read recently. I I'm would like, say God, I need of, to read more. Not a lot of books have made me cry either. Um, I think the last book, because it, it's been a hot minute, so I'm going to take us back to like middle school, I think. This was the last book that made me cry ugly tears <laughs> was a book, I think it was called Green Angel. Okay. And it's really short. It's a really tiny because I think I bought it at a book fair. Okay. Because I saw the cover and I was a little weirdo goth emo kid. And the cover is this girl and she has long dark hair. She, her eyes are kind of closed and she has like vines wrapped around her. Okay. And I'm like, well, this looks like something my goth little heart wants. Listen, um, back when we went to the library, I definitely judged books by their cover. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's about this girl who has a green thumb. Like she's really good at growing plants. Okay. Her family lives in this like little cottage together. I feel like I remember You know this. <laughs> so she helps her parents grow all these vegetables and her parents and her little sister go to the market and sell them like every Sunday. So one Sunday she has to stay behind. They're like, we need you to help grow our plants. We're going to go to the market. And she was so mad. So she does like the normal teenager thing where you kind of ignore your family. You're like, fine, I'm just going to me. So she didn't say goodbye to them. A giant fire ravages everything and her entire family is killed. And all this ash settles over the town. She gets the ash in her eyes. And that's a big oh. part of the book is that she can't see anymore. Oh, God. And hey, look, it's the ashes <laughs> of your family and your eyeballs. Just, Way to not be there. Just 
devastating. It's like, here's salt in the wound, man. And so now she has to think that she didn't tell her parents she loved them. She didn't hug her little sister. And she has to live with that guilt. Also, as a middle schooler who was a Middle schooler! (laughs) I was a sarcastic little butt. And, like, to think that I would never have the chance to do that with my family, I would feel like crap, too. I'm kind of on the verge of tears right now because it was just so heart-wrenching. So it's her in her ash-filled home, Mm. in her ash garden, Mm. trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces as a teenager. Yeah, that's devastating. And so she ends up getting, like... She ends up tattooing herself okay. with like thorns because she's like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to let this get me. So she tattoos thorns. I think something is she meets this old lady who's trying to help her. And through the book, like she slowly but surely kind of regains her trust and her love again. And her tattoos of like thorny vines start blooming into flowers. That's pretty cool. And so the end of the book is finally her crying and removing the ash from her eyes and accepting that she is sad, that she can mourn her family, that she can forgive herself. Very short book, very sweet. I, I mean, I cannot remember the author. I'm so sorry. But the book is called lot. Green Angel. Yeah, that's a lot covered in such a short amount of time. That's crazy. I just, I remember reading it just. Ugly crying in my bedroom. I think I would cry today if I read it. Yeah. Jeez. That's like such a hard thing to even think about going through at that age. It's like, it definitely, like, I I know I was a brat when I was a teenager, but it definitely gave me that perspective of like, don't be too mad at the people you love for small things. could ravage your house and you're (laughs) left with nothing but their ashes in your eyes. So I, I would definitely say that that was up there for my middle school list. I love that book. Yeah. But... I could only read it if I was in kind of a bummer mood because I was going to cry. Yeah, like, do I want to have a depressed day? All right. Yeah. So So, um, on the flip side of that, what's your, like, what book do you really not like? Worst book that you've read? (laughs) So I actually have two that I want to talk about. One is a series. Athaya has read some of it. Yeah, I could make it through. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a series. What, What did I just say it was called? We looked it up before we started recording. House of what? House of Night? House of Night by... PC Cast? Yeah, PC Cast and Kristen Cast. Cast, It's a mother-daughter. Which should definitely make you, like, pause. Like, good for you, but that's... I don't like books that are written by two people anyway. I've seen it done a few other times. They just don't jive with it. with the Dragon Tattoo, the fourth book, is written by a different guy. Never read it because the vibe was, like, off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was weird. As much as that first book scarred me, yeah. I could never read it again. It was written decently. It was really good. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So it's a vampire book. It's a series. It's a vampire series about how at a certain age you get a tattoo or like a, a mark on your forehead. I think she got a moon on her forehead. And it meant that she was a vampire. So she has to transfer to a vampire school. And... It's very overly sexual for a high school book. Even for a vampire book, it was just uncomfortable. And then you mix in the fact that it's a mother-daughter writing it. And it just gave... Like, there's this whole scene where she sees her supposed love interest in the hallway for the first time. Isn't he an adult, too? No, that was the teacher. Okay. She lost her virginity to a teacher. Let me say that the reason I stopped reading the series is because as a high school age... Even I couldn't suspend my disbelief. Like, 
couldn't put myself in the scenario to be like, this could totally happen. Like, I, I, I could not suspend my disbelief enough to just enjoy it. And now as an adult, I look back and it's even worse. Yeah, it's definitely not okay. As a teenage girl, you're skeeved out. But as an adult, you're like, oh, he's a straight up predator. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Who else? What else? What other, other student that he found promise in did he have sex with? And it turned out he was doing it just a tricker for something. I don't even remember, but Which it was is all like, a lie. You know what's really great? Tricking a child. Yeah. Hilarious. Who, whose mind hasn't completely formed yet. Way to go. Wasn't no, his name like Dimitri or something? No, those were those other books that I did like. Vampire Academy. Okay. Never mind. Vampire Academy, the movie was god-awful. If you saw that, ignore it and read the books because the books are actually pretty dope. But anyway. Anyway, so this one, she sees her love interest in the hallway for the first time. She's like new to the school. He has his ex-girlfriend with him. She like kneels down and tries to like rip his pants off. It was so uncomfortable. And I'm in like, I was a very innocent ninth grader. So I'm reading this and I'm just like, what is happening? It's so funny. I don't like this. It's in those moments, you're like reading and you're like, oh my God, I hope no one's like reading over me. Same. <laughs> I, also, there's that weird scene where she sees her human ex-boyfriend and she starts like gyrating oh, on him in yeah, public. Yeah. And this old man is like watching him and he's like, yeah, you give it to him, girl. And I'm like, what am I reading? I got through like three or four books before I threw in the... I'm surprised I made it that far. I will say the covers were kind of nice. The covers were cool. They were deceiving, them. okay? So Not a good series. Pretty pretty dope cover. That was Vampire Academy. It had the cheesiest covers. It was bad. It was like stock photos of like a gate. <laughs> Mind you, this was... The covers now, if you go to Barnes & Noble, look pretty cool because they're just like designed sure. like a gate. Mm. The old covers did have like romance-esque oh, yeah. it's like it's like the fog in the background with like yes. a silhouette of a couple where you're like okay what 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 am i picking up here so reverse you know those book covers were very cheesy but i actually genuinely enjoyed those vampire books i didn't finish them i think i think it was like i finished a couple of them but then it just started getting annoying every time I wanted to get a new one because it was like never at the library. So I just stopped reading them. Oh, yeah. And it did hit a point where it got kind of frustrating for a second where I was like, there was one book that I don't like rereading just because of like the plot, all the stuff that ends up happening. I'm not going to get into it. It's too much. But like where the plot went, I knew it would have a happy ending in the next book. But that book was all sad. It's like, dang, can we just get to it? There was like no uplifting parts really besides like the very end. So it was just like, I, and even the very end of that wasn't even happy. So I was just like, I can't reread this. Yeah. I'm so bummed out right now. Yeah. So, uh, so what about you, Atalia? What was your worst book? Okay. So I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. Do it. Um, I hated Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> I hated it. Um, and you know what's crazy? Uh, the chick who wrote that, she wrote another book called Big Magic or something. Mm -hmm. And I ended up reading that first. And I loved it. And it was like so relatable. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll like another one of her books. And I didn't even know she wrote You Pray Love. So I read it. It was just, again, just so unrelatable for me. Like, I, I get it. It was like a journey for her. But... Good for her. Um, I'm not in the socioeconomic status to experience <laughs> of eat, pray, love moment. And so I that took me out of the book too. 
And mm. if I can't see myself experiencing something that this person can experience, I mean, if it's like fantasy, of course, none of us are freaking wizards. So it's easier to, you know, get into it. But this is like a real person doing real stuff. And she really did this in her life. It was just like, I, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't like it. It wasn't, yeah. I just really didn't enjoy it. Was it just kind of like, okay, gee willikers, I wish I could take a year off and explore. Or was it more just like, what was she kind of, I don't know. I've never read the book. Okay. I've seen like the previews for the movies and it was just never something. I mean, I think the intent was, never my thing, but. was there. I just didn't like, I didn't really like how she kind of adapted to like some cultures for a while and then moved on to the next thing. And then eventually she was kind of running like, she was married and she realized she didn't want to be married to this guy anymore. So then okay. she decided to do stuff that she always wanted to do. And it was basically her finding herself. And that was like all well and good. And That's a good thing. Up. You know, you go girl. Yeah. But then towards the end, it's like you went back to the same thing. It's just a different dude. Oh. You know what I mean? So well, she ends up with another guy. And I mean, it's cool. You know, they were just, you know, bumping uglies for a bit. And then they found out that they love each other. But it's like, so it kind of felt like. It was a waste of time oh. where it's like you found all this stuff about yourself and now you're just ready to start this other boring journey with someone else. Yeah. And I feel like if you're meeting someone on like a vacation, like you're finding yourself, you're not normal you, right? Yeah. You're vacation me. Yeah. Vacation me and me are two yeah. vastly you're, different people. You're like doing like, you know, Because you don't have to worry about everyday things. Yeah. Like, I don't have to pay the bills. I don't have to clean up my dog poop like yeah you're you're not real you with real world responsibilities and like, so it just real felt, life is boring yeah and then to find out that i mean this is like nothing about you know her personal life but she didn't really end up staying married to this guy anyway so i'm just like so okay. the ending kind of leaves you with this, like, and then I found true love. And it, yeah, I just felt like... But then it wasn't because she's forced again. I kind of wish that it, it could have just ended with her being empowered and feeling like like knowing what her purpose was on her own instead yeah. of, like, oh, I found this guy and I feel fulfilled again. And it's like, well, damn. Like, Was that it? <laughs> I have to travel the country and find a dude, too, to feel this. That's a lot of work. Yeah, so I just... It felt like a waste of time. I'm like, well... It could have just been a, a love story from when you met the guy. And also then, like... She went through so much detail about spending time, like, meditating with, like, actual monks and stuff. Like, in, like, pretty awesome. like deep relationships with people that it kind of really left me bereft. It, it feels like it... I understand that it was her real life experience, so sure. I get that. But when you're, when you're turning it into a book, I feel like you also have to realize what your message is and I feel like if her message is that you should kind of explore different cultures and get in touch with yourself and kind of realize what you love and what you have on your own as a whole person then maybe she should have left off with that and not mentioned her next relationship as the ending like the next relationship shouldn't have been the conclusion the conclusion should have been and I found myself yeah and then maybe like as an aside kind of like through that, I was able to reconnect with another person. Yeah. Not, oh, I did all this, and it led me to a person. And it's like, well, what, why does that have to be the ending? Why can the ending, for you personally, not yeah. be... So, I don't know. Again, I have never read this book, but the vibe I'm kind of getting from what you're saying is more like, 
she explains it as though that was the end goal. Yes. I got better with myself for a guy. Yeah, like, I then I was able to, like, open myself to be with this person that... It was, like, I just... I don't know. I think maybe I was in a spot where I was kind mm-hmm. of, like, this didn't end the way I wanted it to. You know, she, like, started off strong. You felt really bad for her during her, like, divorce proceedings. She, like, goes to Italy and she's like, I'm gonna eat so much food and da-da-da-da-da. And then she, like, hangs out with monks and does her, like, meditation praying thing. And then we get to the love part and it's just, like... (sighs) Sometimes I feel like a lot of stuff... And this is not anything against Eat, Pray, Love whatsoever. I found this in multiple medias, music, books, movies, all of that. It does always tend to kind of gravitate, especially when it's aimed at women, towards a relationship. And I did, I'm not going to lie, I did enjoy that when I was younger. But now that I'm getting, you know, in my 30s and getting closer to that age point, I'm like, I really wish I could immerse myself in something where it was like, just a journey about her, about her life, that if there is a man in it, he's kind of a footnote. Yeah. Like, tell me about you, and not I, your relationship. Don't have that be your climax. And it was just like, you know, she was, I, I, she was maybe in her like mid thirties. And so I'm, I'm like, not like a young person either, you know, twenties, yeah. but I was just like, you know what? This is really powerful for someone to be married to someone decide that they don't want to spend the rest of their life with them. And it wasn't anything bad. He wasn't abusive. It was just kind of like the relationship was stagnant. And that's like, it's really brave to say that and be like, I don't want to be married to you. I don't want to have those children with you because I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Nothing bad. I think that's probably the worst thing. It's like, I don't hate you, but I don't love you. You know? Yeah. Like I, I want more from my life. I don't want the standard. I got married because it's what I was supposed to do. Exactly. And that's kind of what she touched on. I was just like, I could definitely relate to that because I could see myself maybe making that mistake. So that's why I was... I think we all can. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why it kind of bothered me that at the end it was like... Kind of all-encompassing about a guy again. Yeah. I just... I didn't think of this built to breed about this dude that you had sex with. Like, why not leave off the last chapter as more of just a summary of what you learned about yourself? Even if you did go on to find love again, again, that could just be an aside, like... And, you know, I learned this and this and this about myself, obviously written in a much more interesting way. Yeah. But then, and, and then I went on to find love again. Yeah. Like, you don't have to make that the story. It's like, it's still part of your story, sure. but it doesn't have to be your whole story. Yeah. Maybe if I read it again, I would feel differently. But at the time, it felt kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, like, I get it. <laughs> um, not only can I not take this journey, but now I'm like, I'm not rooting for you anymore. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to explain. And now it just that rubbed I, you the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I'm like, okay, um, this ended the way any other average book ends. And you did all this cool stuff. Any rom-com ends the same way. Yeah, like, tell me, like, give me something else, okay? I will say, it kind of weirdly, it reminds me of two movies, actually. Okay. As we can tell, I watch a lot more movies than I read books. Hoping to change that, but <laughs> it reminds me of Sweet Home Alabama, mm. where you're supposed to be happy in the end that she moved back to her hometown, but she had this booming business, so I was always left with this question of like, okay, that's that's great that he, you don't really see like the main guy's 
story. Like, you kind of get hints of it that he grew as a person, but, like, okay, did he then move to New York and help you with your career, or did you just give up your career? It's like, you're telling me that we're not supposed to instigate some resentment that's going to happen in the future because you. you're moving to this podunk town. That's like if someone was like, like I met some sweetheart that I had back home. I am not moving back home. I'm sorry. You can move where my, like she was wealthy. Yeah. Like she had just started to make a name for herself in the fashion industry. I mean, it's a rom-com. So of course it was like fast paced and da 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 da. But like, okay, so you, you gave up your career to move back home and, like, you don't have your financial independence anymore? Mm, and, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I mean, the other guy, talk about a, you know, fun mother-in-law that I wouldn't want to have. Mm. But, like, so you gave up this man who supported your dreams and was there to support you, there stood no, up to his mother for you. Yeah, it was like, there was nothing bad about the guy. That's what I, that was kind of like... Yeah, that was kind of strange. Yeah, there was nothing bad about the guy. I mean, she wasn't in love with him, but it was kind of like... Which, I will say, though, I did appreciate that fact. Because I hate it when it's like, girl is obviously with evil man, so good guy wins her in three days. Yeah. And I do like that movie. It's a guilty pleasure. That's yeah, cute. But it's the ending yeah. that's similar to that, where it's like, you go through this whole journey, but you don't end up with your independence almost. Yeah, it's like, you, like your identity is this person now. Yeah. The other movie it reminds me of in a better way my mother loves this movie <laughs> shout out to my mama um Chris. Under, <laughs> under the tuscan sun never watched it it's okay what's her name diane lane yeah she's so pretty yeah must love dogs love that uh, <laughs> i watched that the other day and i texted my mom and i was like mom i watched this movie and i'm cleaning my house and it reminded me of you oh, okay but um so under the tuscan sun it's a divorcee okay diane lane okay Gets divorced, moved into this super depressing, you know, divorce department complex. Ew. Divorce? <laughs> yeah. Like, all divorced people? Like, everybody divorced lives there. That's depressing. It That was the point. That's so awful. And, I would not live there. And she's a writer, so she decides um, that she's going to go to Italy. Okay. She buys this house that's in shambles. It's, like, destroyed. And she's like... This is my project. I'm going to fix it. I wish I had the time and the money to be like, you know what? I have time to spend on this fixer-upper. And so she hires all these people. She gets immersed in the Italian culture. She's kind of learning She's the language. She's under the Tuscan sun, guys. She is. <laughs> it has, um, what's her face from Grey's Anatomy in the first couple of seasons? Uh, uh... Meredith Grey's, like, best friend. It was her, Catherine Heigl. I know, I know. She's in a you Killing watched... Eve. I yes! Her name just like totally slipped my mind. Hold on. Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. I was o. like, oh, it was her last name, but what the fuck is her first name? Sandra O. Oh. I'm Sandra so sorry. O. I'm so sorry, Sandra. I'm sorry. So she's Diane Lane's best friend. Love she comes her. to visit her. She's pregnant. And she says this one line that's so cute where she's just like, I don't like the trees. It's like they're judging you. I don't know. <laughs> my mom loves that part too because she does like, She's like, I don't want to have my baby here. And he does that creepy backward hand wave. <laughs> like, oh, ciao, mama. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. But Forget about it. <laughs> what I liked about the movie, I didn't like it when I was younger because when I was younger, I was idealistic and had this like, oh, everything's a happy romantic ending. But 
she meets this guy and they have like a passionate night together. Sure. And you're like, ooh la la. She's gonna marry him for sure. Right, they live happily ever after. But it's not about that. And so she keeps trying to meet up with him and they keep missing each other. Girl, and, that's the universe. And he finally ends up with another woman. Mm. And she's upset about it. Sure. But he's like, you know, obviously this isn't working. Like, it's, you know, not fated that we're supposed to be together. So she kind of has a backslide a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then she learns from that. And she's like, I don't need this to be happy. Like, I've built literally a family here in Italy. And she has all these people who've been helping her build her house. And her best friend comes. Her best friend has her baby. And it kind of shows that, like, there's different parts of love that... I think we just need to start embracing more. Yeah. Not to get of, too preachy or anything. Yeah, just like the end game being being with someone. It's like, that's all well and good. Like, you know, both me and I have love in our life in the form of, you know, men. Partners, yeah. But, you know, like me and I, we have our great friendship and love for each other. And I think that's something, and you know, you have your family love and... The different love you have for different friendships. Yeah, I would never... I wish that was explored more. Yeah, I, I would never um, demean all of the other love I have because I didn't have something that I thought that I should. And yeah. I mean, like, in the past, you do, because you just, like, I have all of this love, but I hate my life because I don't have a boyfriend. I hate mm -hmm. all this because I don't have a girlfriend. And it's kind of like, well, fuck your parents, right? <laughs> it's also... <laughs> It's because we're, like, inundated with it. Sure. Oh, girl, don't even get me started. Like, the books, me and Athaya remember reading from, like, middle high school, and it always ended with that. It was always... Twilight. <sighs> Need I say more? This we girl was married at 18. We will not be breaking down Twilight unless we get a little bit, you know, tipsy and decide to do, like, a mini podcast oh, about Twilight, God. but... That's a whole other story where we both had deep obsessions with that book. I mean, who didn't? But it was also, you know, that's what you wanted when you were 16. Well, well I did. In, the, in, <laughs> in your mind, you remember how obsessive you were mm -hmm. over every little thing that someone that you liked yeah. did. You know, so at the time, it totally made sense to 16-year-old yeah. me that her whole world was obsessed with this person. And of course... As soon as she was legal, she would marry him. Yeah. What else are you going to so, do? Go to college? As an adult. Get a job? Reading about a real woman dealing with real issues and that it all comes back to the same ending, it felt, it felt disappointing. Yeah. So long story short, that's why I didn't like <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. Sorry. Not sorry. I actually might read it again because like when I was explaining it, I'm like, Maybe, I mean, there were good parts, but just the ending, I was just like... Maybe you're just bitter about the ending. Dang, like, come on! I don't know. I, I would like to think that I could still find fulfillment um, after some self-discovery and still be okay with how my life is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a book we'll dissect and sure. kind of I mean, see if we come to a different conclusion now that we're yeah so much older. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've really talked about books and movies yeah just really broken it down for you this um, is what you can expect a long conversation just more in depth gritty topics so um yeah so this was a basic taste of 
kind of how we'll be dissecting things. We might be jumping off in different ways, but um, for each podcast, it will be a specific book yeah. that we are discussing. So it'll be more on task. Yeah. Definitely. This is just to give you guys an introduction to us, kind of, you know, get a feel for our personalities, our voices. This is a podcast, so you want to know what our voices sound like before you decide to listen. Yeah. We might sound really annoying to you. I don't know. I have that problem where if someone has an annoying vo voice on a podcast, I'm just like, I can't listen to this. I've actually not had that problem. I've had the problem where I've listened to a podcast where it's a bunch of dudes and it's just like the jokey tone is kind of like off color where I'm like, oh, let's not use the R word, guys. Like, let's uh, not joke about spiking women's coffee with birth control. Yeah, I don't like it. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can find us a lot of places. Um, we yeah. have a Twitter, Instagram, and a website. So our website is NovelIdeaPodcast.com, and everything of our social media is kind of based off of that. So Twitter is at NovelIdeaPod. Instagram is Novel Idea Podcast, and our email, if you'd like to email us questions, comments, recommendations even, and um, if you have a differing opinion, please send it in and we'll read it out and kind of, you know, we, we want to hear from you guys. Our opinions are not going to match Yeah, books everybody. don't resonate with people the same way. For, like, the books we mentioned that we liked and didn't like, I mean... I am sure there's tons of people who adore Eat, Pray, Love. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, I know. No, there's it a following. It was a cult following. Yeah. They made a movie about it. And, you know, it's different criticisms, and we mean no offense. I mean, even the fact that people have written and published books, that is a huge accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Nothing but the deepest respect. Sure. Lord knows I couldn't write something on that par right now, like... Listen, Nano, the dream is there, Nano but... Ramos next week, or next month actually, and I keep telling myself that I'm going to finally do it. I believe in you. 50,000 words in a month, which is like roughly the length of like a, a, a novel, but I don't know, girl. I don't know. I believe in you. So again, I have about four book ideas and like a couple chapters of each one, and I just stop because I'm a procrastinator. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, respect all point. around to, to people that have books published. Yeah, so any negative opinions we have about a certain book, um... It's generally just personal preference. Yeah, like, nothing against anyone's preference. I mean, if you like a book that we absolutely hate, it's you, you know? I mean, there are some books that I enjoy... But they're triggers for you, so you will oh, never yeah. read them. So it's it's something like that too, and vice versa. There's some things that I can't read because it's a trigger for me. Yeah, and that's why you know I, I wouldn't like a certain book. So or even just differing writing styles. I know there's a okay one more quick off-topic moment. <laughs> Segway. One author that I just. I cannot read him, but he, he seems so popular. He's everywhere. It's James Patterson. I, okay. The thing I, is, his writing is so simplistic. Stephen King for me. I don't like Stephen King either. Yeah, I think it's too simplistic for me. And there is one. And kind of gross. Yeah, there is one. Not even scary, just kind of gross. There is one, like, like series of, like, short stories books that I was, and that was, like, my first foray into Stephen King, because mm. I'm like, okay, it's too much for me. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a volume, right? Yeah. So this first short story I'm reading is about this guy that ends up killing his wife, but they're, like, just country, backwoods people, and they're, like, saying the N-word left and right, mm. and I'm just like, listen, Steve. Listen. <laughs> 
as a person of color, you're going to have to, like, uh, wind me in. Okay, and so there are books that are, like, written for black people, written by a black author, where it's written at the time where that language was used. So it was hard for me to kind of respect the decision for a white author to have that kind of terminology in a, in a book. Yeah. So that, I didn't even make it through that short story. I didn't like that. Yeah, so, nothing against it. And also James Patterson, he has like his commercials that look like they're like TV shows where I'm just like, at this point, he has so many books, I refuse to read them because I'm, it's like, I cannot. You know, you can disagree with this. Anybody wants to prove me wrong, prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm not willing to do the research because I'm lazy. I'm pretty sure his stuff is written by ghostwriters. I've heard that. Because it reminds me of like Babysitter's Club or the Hardy Boys mm -hmm. where it's very formulaic. Sure. Where it's like each book is written the exact same way in the exact same tone. And I get it, it's by the same author, but- Hey, what works works, man, according to James. If you look <laughs> at other authors, even if they've written a lot, you can see the evolution of their writing. Sure. I don't see that in his. Yeah. So I just, it, it, it all seems very formulaic, very the same thing happens, but he's always recommended to me. And I'm like, I've tried. You know what? And I just, I couldn't, I read one where it was like the fire wit, witch something. I don't know. It had witch in the cover. So I was like, oh, witches. And it was like within the first three chapters, I was just bored. Like I didn't feel the characters. I didn't feel for the story. Like... I felt like I was kind of watching a subpar soap opera. Yeah. Where... I, see, now I kind of want to read it to see, like, if like if I'd like it. You know, maybe we will. Maybe yeah. we'll read it. Because, again, it's been a while. I read it when I was in, like, high school. You were just too hotty then. I, I was too, <laughs> I was so snob. I was a little bit snobby. You back were. <laughs> I was. A tad. I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> but, um... Says the girl who read all Twilight, all Princess Diaries. I was a snap. <laughs> no regrets. But I did, I did read Anne Rice, and part of that was slightly from a superiority complex. Oh yeah, no, that's like as hardcore vampire as you can get. <laughs> if you've read that, you've graduated vampire novels. I will say, as someone who read Anne Rice in high school, and who just loved vampires, and I was like, oh, what else does Anne Rice write? And I decided to start reading her Sleeping Beauty series. If you're a teenager or underage, please don't read it. Yeah, it's... It, mm -mm. it is a, uh, just so you know, it is a BDSM novel, but it is not anything consensual. It is horrifying. I guess it's supposed to be erotic. I'm not into erotic anyway, books-wise. Yeah. So it was, uh... For little innocent 14 year old me i kind of was like ah yeah like a whole book about this okay <laughs> woo yeah but anyway so as you can see differing opinions same opinions we'll be ripping apart things but also praising a lot of stuff that we love i mean hey as much as like you know you say that you don't like james patterson's writing obviously he's successful he has a bunch of novels so it's not me or us pooping on that yeah it's I mean, just everyone's entitled to their opinion so that's what this podcast is it's gonna be us kind of it's all opinions guys. also you're allowed to not like this either yeah yeah you're allowed to not like our podcast too you're entitled to that for sure opinions are allowed so please you know if you have an opinion if you have a disagreement an agreement 
write in, you yeah. know, let us know. We don't care. Yeah, as long as, you know, I know my mom's Please gonna keep be... it civil. I don't like being cussed at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're just doing this for us, so. For funsies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so our release date for our first official breakdown of a book is going to be November 30th. Our book is going to be Stiff by Mary Roach. Uh, that will be the November book. Our December book will be Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. We do not plan on omitting spoilers, so if you'd like... Clearly to... not! <laughs> we've just spoiled... We will spoil all the books! Yeah, we've spoiled uh, four books for you. Actually, maybe like seven. <laughs> and movies, too. You're welcome. Yeah, so don't listen to this if you're like, Oh man, I was gonna read that. Sucks. <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you. So It's about if we're having fun. Again... Stiff by Mary Roach's next month's book. Boo-boo. December's book is Joy Luck Club by Boo-boo. Amy Tan. Multiple genres, clearly already from the get-go. We have a nonfiction and a fiction. If you would like to read before the release dates, please do so. So, you know, you can see what we're talking about. If you'd like to use these as a guide for whether or not you'd like to read them, just know that we will be spoiling endings, climaxes, you know, yeah, everything. Yeah, because we're gonna talk about it in depth and rip things apart. Yeah, so uh, look forward to that. Yeah, so uh, it was nice uh, meeting you guys. I guess yeah, it was nice talking to you. I hope our voices weren't annoying. Yeah, I and have the- a thing with voices. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we will see you guys, or you know, you'll hear us. Lol, you'll hear us, and you'll we'll hear- maybe hear from you too. <laughs> November thirtieth. Novel idea found anywhere podcasts are found yay our website novelideapodcast.com you can find all our social media and our email there hope to catch you guys there yeah our podcast will be on there too and maybe on youtube too yeah so yeah we'll, we'll be everywhere You'll, you you can find us you can find us don't worry yeah all right bye, bye. bye.